If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Imagine for a moment you're in a place where your first language, maybe the only language you know, is not commonly spoken. And you or someone dear to you needs medical attention right now. Sounds scary, right? It's actually a common scenario right here at Nemours. The solution? Medical interpreters. In person, by phone, or by video. According to the American Academy of Family Physicians, the use of professional medical interpreters with proficiency in translating medical terminology increases patient satisfaction, improves adherence and outcomes, and reduces adverse events. Joining us today to talk about medical interpretation at Nemours is Jacksonville-based certified medical interpreter Margarita Olson, who gets us started with a definition on what it is she does from day to day. Medical interpretation basically we facilitate the conversation between doctors and patients in a one-to-one setting. So we are trained to interpret the spoken word, where translators work with the written word. I do both here for anymore. How did you start to uh, move into this field? It's kind of a niche field. It's not not huge, but it's very specific and very needed. How did you end up doing it? Well, I actually have a, deg- have a degree on speech pathology and audiology in Colombia. So the medical terminology for me was already easy and very familiar. I was working one day for Delta Airlines in Columbus, Ohio, and then a person approached me and said, oh, I have a friend that has an agency. Do you want to work as an interpreter? And I said, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. And then once you start doing it and I started preparing myself, reading a lot, started working a lot, just became an interpreter. And eventually, once I started here anymore, I got my certification. And I'm, an, and I'm on the field that I like the most, which is the health field. I always love what I did in Colombia as an audiologist. I love working with kids. So somehow I ended up where I belong, which was working with kids on a health setting and now I'm translating and helping them. I love the satisfaction of being to help families of people. How did you end up at Nemours and why Nemours? Why did you come to this organization? I had a friend actually that used to work here and she told me that they were looking for an interpreter when they were just starting to create the, the department. Because before, they used to just uh, call the agency all the time. So it was very costly. And then Carol Bridgman decided to create the department. And then uh, my friend told me, they're looking for an interpreter. Do you want to go on interview? And I said, absolutely. That's what I used to do in, in Columbus. I worked for three different agencies for several years. I would love to. Plus, then now we have the, like I say, the, is the health setting, working with children. So I came and I talked to Carol Bridgman. I did my test, my proficiency test, and she said, you're hired. And almost 15 years later, here I am 
Talk about why it's important to have a certified medical translator or an interpreter rather than a child in the family or another family member. Well, first, the knowledge of the medical terminology. Another thing is that we are not involved emotionally with the family. So you can be more impartial when you're interpreting. If you are using a family member, they can be involved emotionally. They might be embarrassed sometimes to share some information. And also um, knowing two languages doesn't mean that you can interpret that. We have a lot of cases where the mom will say, oh, my son speaks perfect English and he can interpret for me or he can translate for me. And I say, let me just take it and see. I help you just in case. And sure enough, the kid understands everything that the doctor is saying, but when it's time to communicate that to the family, they cannot relate the information, either because of lack of the medical terminology or lack of the language, the second language. Per se. It must be an awkward position to be in either as a family member, which is not ideal, or as an interpreter. What's it like standing there in a room with a family that, as you mentioned, doesn't speak English, maybe scared, has a sick child. How does that feel when you're in the interpreter in that moment? We create a bond. I don't even know how to explain it. I think that because in their, they're in such a vulnerable position that they see us not just an interpreter, but someone that is really there to help them. And when they see that we are really there to help them, we just bond right away. Regardless of their background, regardless of which country they are, because even though I'm from Colombia, I'm have people from Cuba, I'm have people from Mexico, and just having that common denominator that I can understand them and I can understand the provider and give them the message, it just makes them feel more comfortable, they're more open, and they're not as nervous. They actually feel relieved that there is someone there to help them with such an important matter, which is their health of their children. There are three ways an interpreter provides their services to our families during appointments, hospitalizations, or emergencies. In person, by phone, or by video with audio. Each has its advantages, phone and video being more expedient, a little less expensive. But for patient satisfaction and engagement, having an interpreter in the room with the family provides a personal touch that's hard to beat. Margarita Olson. Yes, I think, especially when you say a patient engagement, I think it's a more personal relationship when you have a live interpreter present during the appointment. I did some research also, and it does say that when you have a live interpreter, usually the outcome is better for those appointments, and that the satisfaction from the patients is actually better than when you're using a phone interpretation or a video interpretation. Of course, the advantage to the video or the phone is it's just pick up the phone or get on a computer as opposed to finding an interpreter. How difficult is it to find an interpreter, be it Spanish, which I'm assuming is the most translated language within the Namor system or another language, on a moment's notice? Do you have do we have people on call? Well, what happened here in Nemours is that we are an outpatient clinic, so we already know in advance which appointment we have a schedule and which patient needs an interpreter. So we can schedule ahead of time who can cover those appointments, where I'm sure in the hospital setting is either you have someone on call or someone, or sometimes you don't have anyone available, and then they'll have to use the straddle of the video interpreter option. 
which in those cases is a life savior because it's better to have that than not having any way of communication with the patient. And that and that's an important point is that there are people who are not English language first, and the interpretation really is an important and crucial part of their care. Talk about that and your role there. Absolutely. I mean, starting just with the greeting. If you cannot even get the person's name, the person's last name, date of birth, how do you even move forward communicating with with the person or with the patient? So definitely having a way of communication is key for the care, for the treatment. I even see it with my family. When they come to the States and they don't speak English, how difficult for them is to even go to the store. They also are afraid because what if someone talks to them and they don't know the language? So now imagine on a health setting when you're bringing your child and you're not speaking the language. So I think having the option to provide the service of having an interpreter available is so important for these families. How important is it to be precise and accurate? I'm assuming it's pretty important. It's so, so important. It's so important. I was just reading something yesterday when I was preparing for this podcast, and I read that there was a, a woman in Spain that had a double mastectomy by mistake because the information was not translated correctly. That's how important it is, that if you are giving medication and you confuse 10 mLs or 10 Ls, it's going to be a huge difference. So it has to be absolutely accurate. When it's medical information, it has to be absolutely accurate. To the point that we even have families that speak some English, and they say this information is so important that I'd rather have an interpreter with me just because I want to make sure that I understand everything correctly. And even here, one point I had a family that the provider have asked if they had surgery. They understood that, yes, that if they were going to have surgery. So it just one word completely changed the whole context. And they're like, no, no, they haven't had surgery. Oh, I understood that they were going to have surgery. I'm like, no. So just one word can create that confusion on the information. And this is a very, very important information that we're talking about because it's the health of a person. So the tense of the verb could even be make or break. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk about, and I think you hit on this a little bit, there are different dialects of Spanish and you're a Spanish interpreter. How do you handle the different dialects? Well, different slangs or the different, different accents or things like that, we can understand each other. But it's when with the dialects, like, for example, someone from Guatemala has a different dialect that is a completely different language. But if it's some slang or different accent, we can still understand each other. I try to give them the different words for that specific word. I'm going to give you an example. When the doctor says the patient needs glasses, I tell them, do they need gafas, lentes, espejuelos? So I try to use the different words that they use in different countries just to make sure that they understand. But, and even sometimes they will say something that I'm like, no, I don't understand what you mean with that. And they'll give it to me in another words. I'm like, okay, now I understand what it is. So few occasions will have a difference on the way that we say things. But in general, I think we all like, oh, we say it in my country this way, but it's, this is what you meant. Okay, perfect. We can understand each other and we can relate the message. Now, let's move away from Spanish, because there are, uh, I don't know how many other languages in the world, and I'm sure there are many that are spoken 
Edna Moore's, where English is not the first language. Talk about the interpreters who are perhaps interpreting other languages. What other languages, for example? We have any language that you can imagine. But we don't have interpreters on site for other languages except for Spanish. But we provide the service to any language. So Arabic, Mandarin, American Sign Language, any language. So we use either the video uh, remote option or we can use an agency, an outside agency to request interpreter. But definitely we provide that service to any limited English proficient patient. It's important for patients to have this because of the accuracy, but do patients know this when they're coming in? Do they understand that this is a right of theirs? Talk about the patient right to have an interpreter. I don't think they know because a lot of them are very grateful that we provide that service. Some of them didn't know we provide that service. So when they come here to work for the first time and then we introduce ourselves saying, I'm Margarita, I'm one of the interpreters for Nimors and I can help you if you need me to for the appointment. They're like relieved, they're so grateful, and they don't know that this is the right thing. Tell me a little bit about your team. I want to hear who you work with. Uh, well, I work with two other interpreters here um, in Jacksonville. Uh, one is from Dominican Republic, that is Jennifer, and the other one is from Venezuela, and that is Yvonne. And then we have interpreters also in Orlando and in Delaware. I have talked to them, but mostly I just work with Yvonne and Jennifer here. We cover a lot because we just don't do the live interpretation with the provider, but we also help the patients on the phones to make appointments, to talk to the nurses, to the nurses talking to the patients. So we cover anything and everything that has to do with our Spanish-speaking population. And you mentioned that there is a bond with some patients. Yeah. Um, is it hard to be impartial when you're doing the interpretation, when you know the family sometimes very well? I think it's hard not to get involved, especially when you have, for example, cancer patients that have been coming here for two years. Or for, I mean, when you see them often, it's very hard not to get involved with this. And then you know their stories while we're waiting for the providers. They, as I say, they feel so relieved. They feel now that we're there to help them that they open more than sometimes we wanted to because they'll tell you the whole story in the few minutes that we're waiting for the provider. So it's hard just to be just the interpreter and not wanting to help these patients in any other way if they need to. So talk a little bit about some of the patients you've worked with over the past few years at No More's without going into too much detail in terms of, you know, we, we don't want to be invading privacy. Are, are there families that stand out for you, patients who stand out for you? Of course, the ones that come more often, you create a closer bond. But every family, every family is so unique and so special that, I mean, if I could talk about them, it would take me years talking about all the families that we help, all their stories that we hear, and how also they affect us and how they leave a mark in ourselves. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in a session with one of the psychologists, and during the session, it came out that the daughter was telling the mom about the history of abuse. And then at that moment, they started talking among them. So 
uh, quietly I was telling the provider everything that they're talking in between them, obviously. So at the end, she was like, thank God you were here because if not, I wouldn't have been able to know what they were talking in between them. And we were there for this bonding moment and for this eye-open moment for, for the mom. That was probably one of the most recent ones that it was hard not to like cry when this is happening. And at the same time, it was very touchy because it was a relief for this patient. It was also shock for this mom, but at the same time, it was a breakthrough on the treatment. So you're really crucial in terms of making that connection between limited English speaking patients and families and providers. Definitely. We facilitate this communication and it's so key. I mean, as a matter of fact, put yourself on their shoes. What if you're in another country, you go to Spain and you don't speak the language? And then suddenly you get sick and you have to go to the doctor. And now you cannot even communicate that you have stomach pain or headache or anything. I can imagine the frustration. I can imagine everything that will go through my mind thinking, are they going to understand me? Are they going to be able to treat me? How am I going to communicate this? And on top of that, I'm feeling bad. And the same thing for the doctor. They want to help. How can I help? Because, you know, it's in their heart to want to help the family. But how can I help you if I don't know what's going on? So. I think it's overlooked how important it is until you really need it. And I think once you need it, you will realize how important it is to have an interpreter for this appointment. Has the pandemic changed the way you do your job? What happened when the pandemic stopped everything? I'm, I'm assuming it has stopped the in-person interpretation. Yeah, it did. It did. For a little bit of period, we have to actually adjust and work through video. We were able to connect through video with the inter- I mean, with the provider and with the family. And thankfully, we were able to continue providing the service. But that was for a couple of months. And then after that, we were able to come back again to Mimosa and resume the in-person interpretation. So it did affect us for a little bit. But we're back. We're back here anymore, present. It makes it a little bit difficult. Sometimes we have to wear the mask and... They have to wear the mask. Sometimes with the accent, I think it's harder for them to understand us or for us to understand them. But we're making it work. I don't know. I cannot say that it didn't affect us, but thankfully it didn't affect us as much as I know other people and other industries. A lot of our, the associates that work for Nimors, the providers that work for Nimors, appreciate us, understand how we work and the difference that we make on these families. But yesterday, like I said, while I was preparing uh, for this podcast, I ran into this saying from Nelson Mandela, which actually loved it because he said, if you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. And that was so perfect definition for what we do. When we communicate with these families, we're not just translating or interpreting what the doctor says. I think we're speaking their language. We have the cultural awareness. We know where they're coming from. So it makes a huge difference for the patient and for Nimor because it creates a good relationship between us and, and them. Talk about the cultural appreciation, cultural competency in general, not just amongst the interpreters, but amongst every associate. At Nemours, what's the importance of having some sort of sense of other people's cultures? Well, 
it has happened before. I was translating one for a psychologist, and we were talking about the spanking. And then I was telling the provider, and I said, this is such a cultural thing. I mean, when she says she's going to spank her 16-year-old daughter, it's more like a training, more than she's going to do it. And I say, I, so many times I have to explain this is a cultural thing. You cannot take it literally. Or two, I have to actually translate what they really mean and know what they're saying because of that. Because the cultural competency, the cultural awareness, knowing what is the message that they're trying to give to the provider. So, and then the thing for the provider, sometimes I have to tell them this patient speaks very basic Spanish. So I'll have to really explain them in a very simple way. And they will understand that. So they also work with us to make sure that the patient understands. So you're doing some education, not just of the patients, but of the providers as well, in terms of the cultural aspect. Of yeah, it. yeah. And I would love to know, to hear what they think about it, but I, I, I will think so. I will think so. Sometimes they explain things in their medical terminology, and I just look at them and I'm like, no, they are not going to understand it. We're just going to explain the basic way. <laughs> and I really love my job. I really love what I do. You know how sometimes we have those bad days that you're like, ah, it's Monday again. Here we go, the routine. And then I come to work and then I have this mom and she said, I need to know the results of my daughter. Just last week, no, just two days ago, we called this mom and say, you know what? The tumor is gone. Everything has been removed. You don't have to do anything else. Your daughter is completely healthy. And then she's crying. So happy. Thank you, thank Jennifer, thank Yvonne, thank the whole team, thank Dr. Pat, thanks everybody. And then my reminder was like, this is why I come every week and this is my, it's just, it just recharges me. Those moments, it just recharges. Margarita Olson is a certified medical interpreter with Nemours based in Jacksonville, Florida. The Champions for Children podcast updating you on unique initiatives from across the enterprise and telling your associate story. Have a story idea? We'd love to hear about it. Get it into an email and send it off to podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org. Our production team this week includes Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. The podcast is available on Nemoorsnet and the Nemours Now app, along with your favorite podcast app and your smart speaker. On behalf of Margarita Olson, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay well, stay safe, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.